0: gracious and holy God, help us to settle into this, the present moment, um, so that we might be present to you in your spirit as you meet us in this time and space. God, we are grateful. Uh, We are grateful when we look around, um, at our lives. Uh, We're grateful when we attune our hearts to your word, um, help us, uh, bring, um, those grateful spirits into this time and space uh, so that we can um, hear the ways uh, you are inviting us to live in gratitude in our world. It's in your name we ask these things. Amen. Okay, so as we continue on our journey with Psalm 100, uh, we're going to speak it a different way uh, this week, so I'm going to, we're going to go back and forth. So I'm going to start with this side and invite you to speak the first word, line with me. Um, they'll be segmented. So like if there's a space, that's when to stop, right? And then I'll invite this side to speak uh, the next and we'll go back and forth as we kind of speak aloud our psalm uh, together this day. So starting over here, let us listen to God's word for us this day. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever, his faithfulness continues through all generations. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Speak to God. So being present to the present is not one of our cultural strong suits in the Western world. We are a people who so often are focused on the future. We spend a lot of energy thinking about, planning and working toward the future for which we are hoping. We can also spend a lot of anxious energy worried about what is coming and strategizing about how to mitigate it. We can also get focused on the past, though I would say this would take second place for our energies society-wide. Nonetheless, we can spend time looking backwards. Sometimes we can get caught in unproductive regret or remorse that leaves us stuck. Other times we reflect back, desiring to understand what has happened in our history or personal lives so that we can move forward in healthier ways. It is good to reflect about the past, and it is good to plan for or dream about the future. The trouble comes when so much of our energy in the present is spent in those two directions that we miss what is happening right here, right now. For our lives, our actual embodied in the flesh lives, Play out in the now. And friends, we do not want to miss our lives. I will name that our Christian tradition has helped to shape this dynamic quite a bit in our culture. Our tradition definitely lends itself to a future focus as we await and live towards the full coming of God's kingdom. In healthier expressions of this focus, scripture invites us to imagine and dream and work toward the imagine and dream and work towards the future uh, God longs for us. However, there have been destructive uses of this focus in our tradition as well, as the carrot of eternal life has actually been used to placate and even justify people suffering in the present with logic like this. Things may be awful here and now, but if you are going to heaven when you die, your focus on that future reward can get you through. We also can look back, even though I would say this impulse falls a close second to our focus on the future, too. Yet we do spend quite a bit of time looking back to the history of God's movement in the world from the beginning of time and through the lives of the people of Israel seeking to learn more about who God is and who we are as God's people and what that means for our lives. Our tradition's practice of confession, as part of our weekly worship, is a reminder to look back and reflect honestly about the way you have been living your life. The mercy and grace that Christ offers us in the midst of that reflection is meant to set us free from the shame and regret that can be so paralyzing so that we can live anew in our present. Yet when we struggle to trust that mercy and grace, when we fail to extend it to others, we too can get stuck in the past. The practice of forgiveness is just one of the ways our tradition longs to free us for life in the here and now. However, I think our wider cultural patterns keep us from emphasizing this focus. So we too struggle to stay grounded in the uh, present as Christians, even though there is plenty of scriptural fodder inviting us to do just that. Jesus asks his disciples to consider the lilies of the fields or the birds of the air. They do not worry about what they will wear or how they will find food, and yet they are provided with all that they need. If God will do that for the grasses of the fields or the birds of the heavens, won't he do more for you, Jesus asks, before commanding us, do not worry. At another point in his ministry, Jesus invites his followers to quit trying to bear their burdens on their own. Instead, to yoke themselves to him, so that they can learn from him in the here and now, so that he can help them carry the load, so that they can experience the fullness of life God longs for us all. Then you have Psalm 100 that we are living with in this anniversary season. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. A really important and helpful practice that can keep us grounded in the present is the one of gratitude we talked with the children about when you regularly stop and pay attention to what is happening in your life and world right now, looking for that for which you have to give thanks, it moves your focus from the past or the future to the here and now and gives you vision to see the good that is right in front of you and around you. Gratitude about the present gives you space to release regret you carry from your past and also invites you to lay down your worries about the future. It opens your eyes to what the Spirit is doing right now, the ways the Spirit is moving in the midst of all that is hard and painful and challenging and all that is good and beautiful and life-giving at the same time. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Psalm 100 invites us to celebrate our present, to give thanks to God for the good that is happening right here, right now. Yet our lives can be so full, our schedules can be so packed, our to-do lists so long, the noise and distractions can come at us so fast that we can miss so much, if we don't take intentional time to stop, look around, and give thanks. I know this to be true because I live that reality all the time. And yesterday was no different for me. I stopped in here at the church on the way home from one of Maya's soccer games with a few things to do on my mental checklist before heading for home. As I drove into our parking lot and moved through our building, and the moment I noticed things, but was so focused on the tasks at hand, I didn't give time for them to all to truly sink in. Thankfully, with Psalm 100 on my mind and heart, later in the day as I was headed to bed, all of the images from earlier arose before my mind's eye as that refrain from Psalm 100 played in the background. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Yesterday afternoon, there were five guys in their 20s playing a pickup game of basketball on the newly erected goal that was purchased and installed by members of our community's facilities team and is again a wonderful gathering place for young people in our neighborhood. Scouts were in the barn and in our classrooms for a merit badge day where they were learning important skills and growing together as they continue their scouting journey in this their new home. There was a narthex lovingly decorated for our own Coco's birthday that we had the privilege of hosting her party as the local art teacher from Brome Elementary led the crew in an art project in our art room to celebrate her day. There were the new cabinets hung up in our community room and signs of progress being made by those of you working so hard on that project to transform that space into one we both enjoy for our own gatherings, as well as share with our community partners and rent to our neighbors for their gatherings and celebrations. Randy and Peggy were here at the same time that I was. And as I was busy doing the work I had to do, so were they. Cleaning the church, checking and replacing both light bulbs and the wicks on our acolyte staffs, readying this space as they do each week for all of us to gather together for worship. Seeing them at work was a reminder to me of how many people volunteer their time in such significant ways to support this community's life. I have to admit, in the midst of my work, I stopped and grabbed a peppermint patty from the leftover Halloween candy that is sitting in the narthex. True confessions, we really need to move that basket. (laughs) And as I did, I remember Jeanette Rice's reflection on our Trunk or Treat event the weekend before, as our deacon team met this past week. She named how even though we were in the cold and rain, Even though we ended up only being able to last about 45 minutes and serve 45 or so kiddos, how incredible it was to see all of those families, so many who we hadn't seen before, come out. The absolute joy on their faces, even as they shivered, and the sincere gratitude that got expressed time and again as they made their way to her trunk was a reminder to her of what all of our efforts are truly about. Back in 2018, we named that we felt God was calling us to become an inclusive center of community life where love flourishes and relationships are built without constraints. Friends, my hour here on a Saturday afternoon held so much evidence of how the Spirit has and is continuing to move to help us answer that call. As I was leaving, I came upon a scout mom who was at our trash cans. She told me the scouts were trying to be helpful by collecting all the hedge apples and putting them in the trash, but she realized it had made the canister so heavy. She was emptying it out on her hands and knees and bagging up the hedge apples to take to our house, so that whoever had to haul those canisters out to the street wouldn't have to have too heavy of a load friends our community has grown the people who care about this place consider it their home feel welcomed and a part of things here has expanded and for that and so many things i am giving thanks and praise to the name of our good and faithful God this day. The work I came here to do yesterday was to do some math and some measurements so that I could move our square foot line that, believe it or not, I am standing on up here at the front of our sanctuary. When we started our square foot initiative, this line began at the back wall of our narthex, as we began raising money to pay down our mortgage one eighty-nine dollars square foot at a time. We started with the 6,000 or so square feet that makes up our Narthex main kitchen and sanctuary space, which was funded by our mortgage when it was first built. We have moved that line forward foot by foot over the years, with the hopes of it one day reaching the cross, when our mortgage will be paid in full. Yesterday, I got to move that line forward more than I ever have before. We started with 6,000 square feet, and we only have 935 to go. A mortgage that was once $660,000 is now, with the thanks of our square foot donations this year, combined with the lead gifts of our 25th anniversary campaign, it is now only just over $83,000. I will admit that in the moment, as my girls and I put this tape line down yesterday, I was more focused on trying to get it straight, which I kind of failed at, than on what this line actually meant. Super surprised for any of you that have ever watched me organize the chairs in here. (laughs) But again, at the end of the day, I took myself back here in my mind and stood looking out upon all these square feet before me, mindful of all the people, fundraisers, celebrations, memorials, gifts that were part of us being right here, right now, today, and was and am overwhelmed by the goodness, the steadfast love, The faithfulness of our God and our people. The gift of this building, this property, is what all has and is and can continue to grow and flourish here. In 2018, we named We Felt Called to create an inclusive center of community life where love flourishes and relationships are built without constraints, We also name that we felt called to be home to worshiping communities that are transformative. That as we gathered here for worship, we would be transformed by the love and grace of our God so that together we could work to share of that love and grace for the transformation of our world. As we gather together on this day, in flesh and blood, in the here and now. May we shout to joy for the Lord, all the earth. May we worship the Lord with gladness, coming before him with joyful songs. May we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, giving thanks to him and praising his name as we celebrate our present and all that we have to be grateful for in it. Amen. Amen. Amen.